our study on uh, the Gifted series. If you've all been here with us, it's been amazing, amen? We've been learning so much from our Lord, and, and we just I'm just so thankful for that. Um, so why don't you uh, open your Bibles, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read, let me see here, we're going to read from verse 4 through 12. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, when you have it, you can say amen. Praise God. Let's read it. There are diversities of gifts. I'm reading New King James, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another discerning spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. For as the body is one and has many parts, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Amen? Okay. Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray that you be the one to speak this afternoon and that we would leave from this place empowered and blessed, God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you tell the person next to you you're gifted? You're gifted. But I mean, mean it, though. You are gifted. Now, as you told some people that, some people believed you, and some people were like, I don't know if I'm gifted that way. Well, I just want to reassure you that maybe, maybe in your Christian life, people have tried to suppress your gifts and tried to not allow you to use your potential. But that's not how God works. God wants you to be able to use your gifts to its full potential. Amen? He wants you to be able to serve other people to, to, to be free in using all your gifts. For those of you that haven't been with us this, this series, we discovered that the Father gives us gifts. Uh, he gave us seven gifts. You can read it in Romans 12. Uh, that Jesus Christ gives us gifts in Ephesians chapter 4 which are five gifts, five ministries, you know, evangelists, prophets, teachers, apostles, and pastors. And then the Holy Spirit gives us nine gifts. The Father gives in character, the Son gives in anointing and in ministry or in calling, however you want to say it. And the Holy Spirit gives us power and ability. Amen? Now, there's places and there's peoples and there's different thoughts that say that the Holy Spirit is not working the same way that he did in the book of Acts, which is when the apostles were healing people, their shadows would heal people, they would uh, you know, uh, heal the leper by a touch, 
They would make the blind see. They would do a lot of miracles. Now, if you were with us last night when we watched the movie Holy Ghost, you can see that that's not true. That the Holy Spirit is still working today just as He was in the past. For God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's not a cliche. That's not Christianese. It's not just some words that we say. God is working today the same way that He did in the past. Amen? Amen. And the same way He wants to work through you. He wants your gifts to be activated. He doesn't want you to be sort of like, I've heard an example of a lake. A lake is just sitting there. There's really no waves unless there's a strong wind. He doesn't want you to be a lake. He wants you to be a river that is continuously flowing, that is continuously moving and using your gifts. Don't let life stop you. Don't let things prevent. Don't let men, don't let religion stop you from using your gifts. God wants to use you. You're like me? Yeah, you, especially you, especially the one that's doubting right now that is saying, I don't know what I can be used for. Yes, you can be used for a lot of things. And these are nine gifts here that God has given the church, us, that we can take advantage of. So I'm going to run through them because it's 3.30 and we're supposed to end at 4 and we will try, Okay. <laughs> Don't lynch me or stone me after if I take a little longer. Maybe five to ten minutes. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. If you got to go, stay. <laughs> so there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. The first one is called Word of Wisdom. If you're writing notes, this is very important. Why? Because some of you have been prophesying or calling it prophecy when it's really a Word of Wisdom. And so you need to know the difference. The second one is called word of knowledge. The third one is faith. That is a gift. Healing. Healing people is a gift. Which is different than miracles, which is the next gift. That's number five. And prophecy, different than word of knowledge, is number six. Number seven is discerning of spirits. And we'll talk about these things. All of these, by the way, are used in love. None of these are to criticize and put down others. This is to build up the church, to help the church, to help others. None of these are to put anyone down. Amen. And I'll give you examples of how some people have used these gifts to do the opposite. I'm going to discern you, brother. Look into my eyes. <laughs> You're sitting, aren't you? Yeah, we're all sitting. That's so why we have Jesus that helps us every day. Amen. Not that we sit on purpose, but we mess up sometimes. Amen? Amen? So when I look into your eyes, it's just because I love you. It's not because I'm trying to discern you. <laughs> right? I'm not an X-Men. Here we go. Number eight, tongues. Speaking tongues. I know you've heard it before. And, and even on... It's been misused as well. You can watch television and see it right away. Especially in the 80s when the televangelist started. And, and I've seen this lady speaking in tongues. And then she, there's a camera here and there's a camera here. And she's speaking in tongues into this camera. And I guess they tell her, turn to the next camera. And she turns to the next camera and she's speaking in tongues that way. And I'm like, okay. All right. The last one, number nine, is interpretation of tongues. Very key. Okay, I can't, I can't get ahead of myself. All right. All right, so the Spirit gives empower and ability. 
Who wants these gifts? Amen. Who has these gifts? Alright, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Because sometimes what happens is the Spirit wants to use us and He speaks to us and we get scared and fearful. But we got to learn to take that step of faith and say, okay, I'm going to go for it. And when we go for it, man, wonderful things happen. Now, to, to the eyes of men, it's going to seem like you're crazy and like you're doing stuff that's weird, like starting a church from the ground up. But then God is going to bless it if you're obeying the Spirit. Okay. So the first gifts, the first three, every, every, uh, every part here is split into three groups. Each group has three gifts. So if you're writing stuff down, the first gift is the gift of revelation. Amen? I think we put a slide up. There they are. Gift of revelation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Amen? Amen. Those are the gifts of revelation. So when we use those gift, gifts, something is being revealed to us. Hello? Amen. Something is being revealed, so we use this gift to bless others. Here we go. Word of wisdom is seeing life through God's perspective. Uh, the Bible says that we sit in heavenly places. And then it says, think of things above. So when someone asks you for counsel or advice, you can give them counsel from the mind of Christ. Imagine that. There's a word of wisdom that you can give someone that will enlighten them and push them forward and give them destiny. But not, not the wisdom of human, like humanity. Not my own wisdom, but God's wisdom through my mouth and the spirit that is within me comes and gives people wisdom. Amen. Gives them a different perspective. Amen? Amen? That's word of wisdom. I personally have this gift. And I personally love to use it. I'm not boasting on myself. This is the Holy Spirit through me. Sometimes I'm amazed that I can give someone that's 50, 60 years old wisdom. Because the world teaches that the older you are, which is true, you have experience, and you're more wise. But this wisdom is not an earthly wisdom. This is a godly wisdom. Amen? Amen? Are, we, are, we, are we good? So... In Matthew chapter 22, I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to tell you the story. You can write that down. Matthew chapter 22, Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees. And the Pharisees say, hey, uh, uh, Rabbi, first they're calling him teacher because they want to corner him. Their whole point was to put him in a corner. You know that when you're Christian and you tell your co-workers at work and they start bugging you and they start treating you differently? Like, hey, I saw you do something and I thought you were a Christian, buddy. And you're like, hey, I'm okay, but I'm not. You know, that's why I'm Christian because I need help. So they try to corner Jesus and, and they're walking around Jesus and his disciples and the Pharisees come and they say, hey, should we pay taxes? Should we pay our taxes to the Roman Empire? They're trying to say, hey, we're Jewish, we have a great God, we have a great history with God, but should we be paying money to these heathens? That's basically what they're saying. So the answer that Jesus needs to give needs to be wisdom. He can't say yeah or no. He needs to give an answer from God. And he says, well, give me the coin. Let's look at the coin. 
Whose face is on here? Caesar's, right? So give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Amen. Wisdom. Wisdom. That's wisdom. I would have been like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess. If not, we're going to jail here in the U.S., right? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Wisdom, guys. Like there's no way out in your life and you're like, I need wisdom right now. But no, you want to make decisions just to make them out of emotion. And you can't make decisions like that. You need to make them through wisdom. The next gift. Now, these are all supernatural gifts, of course. The ne next gift is one of my favorite. It's called the word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is a fact about someone or about a circumstance that no one else knows except maybe that person and God. And God gives you the information to make it known to them that God is thinking about them, that God is after them, that God's heart is with them. This information, no one gave it to you. You weren't wearing an earpiece. And I said, hey, tell that person to know. It was God, the Holy Spirit, gave you that information. And you give it to that person. And you say, God says that you've been feeling alone. But now God is with you. He says he's never left you. That is a word of knowledge. That is not prophecy. That is a word of knowledge. That is information that you did not have. It's not futuristic. It's not foretelling. It's now in the present. Making known that God is here. That God is with you. That God cares. That God is pursuing you. That God is after you. And that is a word of knowledge. And the church needs that. The body of Christ needs that. It's not a prophetic word. Some of the people say, I gave this person a prophetic word. What did you say? I said that God loves them. That is not a prophetic word. First of all, that's an obvious word. <laughs> but that might be a word of knowledge that that person needed to hear in that moment. Amen? Yeah. Discerning of spirits is the next gift of the gifts of revelation. Discerning of spirits is not criticism. It's not to criticize people and say, I was in uh, another church in China once, and I was in line to get food, because they sold food, and I was sitting in line like, man, I'm hungry. And this lady was there, she's like, she says it out loud, God, I hate when people don't listen to the voice of the Spirit. I just detest it. And I was like, she's talking to me. I'm just hungry. I don't know who she's talking about. But that's not discerning of the spirit. Discerning of spirit, it lets you know what is from God, what is from the flesh, and what is from Satan. Amen? Amen. What is from God, what is from the flesh, and what is, what is from Satan. Now sometimes a human man like me will get up and preach, right? And I will be talking about the things of God. And God will be speaking. And there might be one sentence in there. That might just be from Mari. That's flesh. And you have to discern that. You have to say, no, 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 no about that one. That's discerning of spirits. And it's not to condemn the person. I hope you don't condemn me. It's not to condemn the person. Or make the other person feel guilty. 
It is for you to be aware of where God is and what God is saying. When, when Paul went into this town, the Apostle Paul goes into this town, there's this young woman, and we've talked about this, following him around. This young woman is saying, uh, uh, these men are men of God, and they're preaching the truth. Paul turns around and discerns the spirit that is speaking. It wasn't from God. It was an evil spirit. It was speaking truth, but it wasn't from God. Paul did not say, you lying woman, devil you. You're going straight to hell. Get out of my face. No. Paul said, you evil spirit, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get out of her right now. The spirit left. He did not condemn the young woman. He did not put her down. He actually freed her from this demon. That is discernment of spirits. Hello? All right. Again, the gift is about approving excellence, not criticism. Tell the person next to you, you are gifted. Tell them, you are gifted, brother, sister. You are gifted. You are gifted. Um, the next gifts, the next three gifts are gifts of power. What about? Gifts of power. Thank you. Gifts of power. First one is faith. Second one is healing. And the third one is miracles. Amen? Amen. Faith. Check this out. This is what faith means. To believe. <laughs> to believe. Without doubt. That's what faith is. It's not something that you can think with your head, guys. Stop trying to have faith. It is a gift. But you keep trying and like, okay, okay. Here we go. I'm going to try again. I'm going to have faith. And I'm going to... Here we go. Ah, oh, it didn't work. Yeah, because you're trying. You need to rest. Yes. You need to relax. And allow God to give you faith. Amen. When, I, when I was broke and out of a job for three months, I went on this interview. And I, I've told this story. But hey, guess what? I'm going to tell it again. I, I, I went on interviews, and I had this interview, and it was really awesome. I did so good. I dressed really nice. I actually wore a tie and slacks and all that uncomfortable stuff that I never wear to church. Thank God that we are in freedom and in grace. Praise Jesus. So I went to the interview, and I, I nailed it. I was like, yes, I got this. This is good. I even complimented everyone there. They were all laughing. I, I got this. This is mine. About two weeks later, we were at the beach. They called me and they, this particular job, you know when, when you don't get the job, they don't call you? This job calls you to tell you you didn't get the job. So they're really nice. <laughs> so they called me, we're at the beach, I had a great time, then I get the call and I'm like, oh, here we go, I got the job. Uh, yes, can I speak with Mario, please? Yes, this is him. Are you still available for work? I'm like, yes. Well, I'm sorry, you didn't get the job. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, no problem. Yes. I went for a walk one morning and I said, God, this is, didn't come from me. It came from within. I said, God, you are going to give me this job. I don't care what you have to do, but you will give me this job. This job is mine. Now, mind you, in logic and common sense, they already told me that I didn't get the job. 
They already closed the door on me. But when there's a closed door from men, that God can come and open a door, that man closes. About a month later, still out of a job and broke, I get a phone call. And I had the numbers still programmed. And I was like, this is weird. I answered the phone. Hey, Mario. Yes, is this him? Are you still looking for work? As a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> well, we would like to offer you that job that you've been here before. Can you start on Monday? And I said, I'll start right now if you want. <laughs> Praise God. Give him a hand. Come on. Praise the Lord. That's the gift of faith. The door was closed. I prayed. I rested in God. I had... You know, faith doesn't come from you doing stuff. It comes from you having a relationship with God. Knowing His voice and knowing that He's good and that you have favor in your life. Then faith just came out and I got the job. Now, the reason I got the job is the other gentleman that got the job before me, he got drunk and he went to work drunk. And so they fired him. And God provided a way for me. I prayed for that, whoever that person was. I did when I learned about it. Because I don't, I, I don't glory on, on people's you know, downfalls. I don't joy on people's downfalls. I know that God is dealing with each and every single one of us individually. But it took faith, guys. And faith is not something, it's a gift. It's a gift. Tell the person next to you, faith is a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. The Bible says that we are children of faith because we believe in the same God that Abraham believed. And the Bible says that Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The next gift is the gift of healing. This is removing diseases, sicknesses from the body or the soul. And guess what? In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. He heals from emotional pain, physical pain, mental, heart, everything. He is the healer. He is the great I am and he wants to heal people. He wants to heal you, but he wants to heal people through you. There might be something in your heart right now that you need healing about. Maybe you've lost hope in life and your heart is sick. And you need healing right now. Today is a good day for God to heal you. I don't need to explain so much about it. That's what it is. It's the gift of healing. The next one is gift of miracles. Different than healing. This is the performance of something that is against the laws of nature. You cannot explain this with science. You cannot explain this with, with logic and common sense. This is not natural. This is supernatural. Moses and his people, the people of Israel, came to the Red Sea. He didn't need healing. He didn't need a word of knowledge. He didn't need prophecy. He needed a miracle. Now, a miracle is important because it is at an opportune time. 
Like it isn't in the specific moment in time that God comes in from his eternal state and he comes in this natural state and he does a miracle in, in, in where time and space exist. But he's eternal. So he's basically coming into the moment in history and he's saying, I'm going to make a miracle right here. Bang! And the Red Sea parted. Amen? That's a miracle. You ever had a miracle in your life? A few of us have had miracles. God wants to show you that he's the God of miracles still. He doesn't want you to just like not believe those things. He wants you to believe those things. Those are the gifts of power. Next ones are the gifts of inspiration. Amen? First one is prophecy. Second one is tongues, speaking in tongues. The third one is interpretation of tongues. Prophecy. A gift that declares the destiny or plan of God for someone's life or a nation. And in the case of the book of Revelations, the entire world. That's prophecy. It has a futuristic element to it. I'll give you an example that I just realized like a couple days ago. When I started to be a youth pastor in one of in our old church in China, the one I was telling you about earlier, I was uh, I was ministering, and uh, Danny had just uh, had just joined our group because he'd been out doing his worldly stuff. Just kidding. He had just joined us. And I saw Danny, and I I don't know, just from the spirit, I said, uh, you know, Danny, can you help me pray for, coincidentally, Dean? You guys don't know them? I meet them after church. Um, they're famous now. I'm just kidding. So I said, Danny, uh, I didn't say it out loud, but I said, hey, um, can you pray? For, for Dini, as I normally conduct from the stage, can you pray for Dini? He was like, Yeah, you, man, pray for Dini. Okay. And he was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I, didn't, I wasn't in that place. But he prayed for Dini. Dini received. It was a blessing. But I think it was more of a blessing for Danny that day. And that act was a prophetic act that I didn't know, but the Spirit used me. It was a manifestation of the Spirit prophetically that Danny was going to be this person that you guys know today. Amen. And I just realized this just a couple days ago, that God can use us to prophetically say and do things that we don't even realize sometimes. And next thing you know, 10 years later, it's, it, there's a fruit. That's how prophecy works. It has a futuristic element. So sometimes somebody will give a word in church. Like, thus says the Lord. By the way, you don't have to say that. I'm just saying, thus says the Lord. Unless God speaks to you that way. If he says, thou my child, I have come thou to you. Then cool, you can say, that's good. But normally God, when he said to me, he says, hey, uh, Mario, you know my child. Like, blah, blah, blah. And so when someone gives a word and they say, God says that he loves every single one of you. And, and that, you know, he, he's, he's pleased with you and, and he wants to, you to be encouraged today. That's a word of knowledge. 
That is not prophetic. It's not, it doesn't have that futuristic element to it. Now, if someone comes up and says, I see someone in here getting a new job in a couple days. And so-and-so, you are going to get a new job in a couple days. Thus says God, if that's how God speaks to you. And next week, we hear, hey, I got a job in a couple days. It was true. That's prophecy. Amen? Amen. All right. Speaking in tongues. Probably one of the most weirdest ones, right? <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. I remember when I first started to try to speak in tongues. I fasted. I, 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 I stayed up all night in services. I, I did vigilias, you know, vigils, late night services. We did the early morning 5 a.m. service. I was trying to speak in tongues. I wanted tongues. And Paul says, it's good that you want to speak in tongues, but it's better to prophesy. But I wanted tongues because I knew like, I needed that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I kept trying and trying and, and even like uh, getting like maybe some thoughts of uh, how to speak in tongues. And I was like, no, man, I'm making that up. Like, that doesn't make sense. And then one day, you know, out of the faith of my wife, who was, I think, still my girlfriend back then. Yes. And... <laughs> She said, we, no, we're not leaving this retreat until God baptizes us in the Holy Spirit and we speak in tongues. And I was like, fine then. I wanted to go play soccer, but we'll go and pray. So we go in this room and we're praying and, and of course Danny's there and, and uh, we begin to pray and, and, and we begin to be more ministering and, and all of a sudden Cynthia begins to speak in tongues. Like, immediately, like, almost like right on. Great. <laughs> I've, been, I, I've been trying for years almost to see like many months. And Cynthia's new and God gave her the, the faith and now she's speaking in tongues and I'm standing here watching her like no I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, they pray for me and, and I get baptized in the spirit and I begin to speak in tongues. And a lot of people say, you know, no, that's not real. You know, like, that's not, that's not something that God does nowadays. Well, I guess I'm one of those weirdos. And I know that Dennis was baptized in water. And he came up from being baptized in water, speaking in tongues. It's the only person I've ever heard. Does anybody else have that testimony? It's the only person I've ever heard that that has happened to. Hey. Here, I think it's here. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. For those of you that speak in tongues, just answer this to yourself. When was the last time that you did that? It should be a daily thing. It's, it's, it's a personal thing between you and God. Speaking in tongues is not so everyone can hear you, Unless, the next gift, unless there's an interpretation of tongues. And God will lead you to speak a tongue out loud so that someone else can interpret it or maybe you yourself interpret it. But when was the last time that you spoke in tongues? Now, I believe, obviously, that the Holy Spirit is here today. And I believe if you do not speak in tongues, 
that he wants to baptize you in the spirit and the sign is speaking in tongues don't be scared of it the holy spirit is not going to crush you and send you to you nowhere he, he is going to love on you he is going to make it is it is the best high in the world there's nothing like the Holy Spirit. Uh, let me say it this way. Trust me, there's nothing better than the Holy Spirit. You guys catch my drift without me sort of exposing myself? Catch my drift? It's better than any high ever. The Holy Spirit. And He is a real person. He's not a thing. He's not even a dove. He's not even a dove. He came as a dove, but he's not a dove. He is a person. The Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. So let's speak in tongues today, weirdos. Let's do it. Now, there is time, like I said, to speak it publicly. And, there, uh, and then there's times, obviously, for private speaking in tongues. And you can minister to yourself. That's to strengthen you personally is what it says in 1 Corinthians 14. Alright, now interpretation of tongues. And so interpretation of tongues is exactly what it says. Interpretation of tongues. Does that make sense? Interpretation of tongues is a supernatural verbalization. You guys like that word? And subsequent interpretation to reveal the meaning of of a tongue, the meaning of a diverse tongue. This gift operates out of the mind of the spirit rather than out of the mind of the man. So someone gives a tongue, you interpret it. It's plain and simple. So here we go. Those are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those nine gifts are active today, at least in Grace and Love Church, they're active in this church. Now, the first gifts, we call them gifts of revelation. That means that the Holy Spirit gives us revelation. Amen? So if you want revelation, let's say of the Word or of anything, Holy Spirit. The second gifts of power. Gifts of power. Faith, healing, miracles. The Holy Spirit works through you, giving us power in the church. The church is not powerless. Amen? Amen? You are not powerless, brothers and sisters. Although sometimes you might feel like, man, I can't, I can't kick this habit. I can't kick this addiction. That's because you're only focusing on the addiction and the habit. But if you start focusing on what's true, on what's beautiful, on what's good, which is God, His presence, the Holy Spirit, those addictions, those habits will go away. I know it sounds simple, but that's just how it is. And the gifts of inspiration. Some of us maybe work in environments where we need inspiration. We need our gifts to function even at work, at school, in our families. You need inspiration. Go to the Holy Spirit. Take a moment. And don't go to Him necessarily for the inspiration of an idea that you need. But maybe just go to Him in general and just rest. And He'll begin to speak to you. And He might even begin to speak to you about your family. And maybe you want inspiration for your job. And you're like, Lord, but you're not talking to me about my job. You're talking to me about my family. Well, just listen for a moment. 
season will come for every other aspect of your life. It is from that well, that deep well, that we draw inspiration, that we draw faith, that we draw healing, miracles, prophecy, tongue, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. That's where we draw from that deep well of gifts. It never ends. It's infinite. It's unlimited resources from heaven daily, every single moment of the day for you and I. For you and I to experience, to bless others. Because you are gifted. God didn't raise a church to be defeated, to be, to be out, of, out of knowledge, out of power, no, out of wisdom, no. He rose a church up to be powerful, to be the head and not the tail, to be gifted, to use our gifts. To hold our heads high and say, I am a child of God. I am powerful, I am free, I am gifted. I have favor, I am blessed. I'm not broke, I am rich. In Jesus Christ, I am rich. Amen. Amen. That's who we are. So stop using that language from the old system. You are powerful, you are free, you are gifted. And it's time that you experience Using all your gifts. All of them. What God has blessed you with. You need to be in a place where you're using your gifts all the time. You can pray for people. You can bless people. You don't need the pastor to do it. You don't need the leaders to do it. You yourself can pray for others. And God will bless you in that moment yourself as well. You have power. You have the Holy Spirit. You're not alone. There's someone with you daily. There's someone with you every single moment of the day. And his name is Jesus. His name is God, Jehovah. He is with you. Draw from that deep well every single day. If you're having challenges at school, at work, draw from the deep source that you have. Don't forget. Don't forget that you are gifted. And it might, it might even sound to the flesh, it might even sound boastful and conceited that you would say, I am, I am rich, I am blessed, I am gifted, I am powerful, I am free. Amen. But it's not because it's in the spirit, not in the flesh. 